Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities, and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. So Father, we thank you. We bless you. Thank you for your spirit in this place. Thank you for healing. Thank you for delivering. Thank you for opening new vaults. I see new vaults open in the spirit. Something God is giving some people here, something new that you've never had before. It's in spiritual format. something new you've never had before. It's more precious than a physical gift. It's more precious than money. It's more precious than a gift in the physical. You don't, you don't have to feel anything. I know it. You will see it. It will manifest itself. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's celebrate Jesus in this place. Cup your hands unto God, all you people. Yay! Thank you so much. Please have your seats everywhere. We are gathered this morning. Our first time guests, you're welcome. Thank you so much for coming. Uh, I saw a lot of first-time guests. This is also a special morning. It's raining. If those of us who are watching online and you're wondering about the background sound, I know when you watch online and it's raining, you hear the rain. So it's rain. First-time guests, you're welcome. Uh, thank you. Again, can we receive them? Let's see the hands. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, we also like second time guests. You know what I'm saying? If you go to a place and they overwhelcome you the first time and then they don't welcome you a second time. <laughs> and be like, these guys, are they for real? Anyone coming back the second time? Can we just welcome you in a space? Yeah, yeah, over, over there. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Uh, then there are those people. They have become family. Third time, like after three times, really. We want to get you a spouse if you are not married. Hey, welcome. Welcome to Garage. Don't worry too much. You might be thinking, when is he going to preach? It's already happening. Amen. Uh, we have Pastor Solomon and mother in the house. Hey, welcome. It's always so good to see you. I especially like it that you can come here instead of going to Gaba Road. <laughs> Am I being infuriating? <laughs> Nance. Nance, please, no, it's no beef at all. It's just she likes to come here. Yes. Is that your guest? Is this Solomon's auntie who bought me a Macarius? My goodness. People! Not from now! 
very welcome. Thank you for joining us. Some of you are here enjoying spiritual goods. You don't know the people who have been involved in unleashing God's goodness. It's a long story, but since she's in the house, I'll tell a bit of it. It took me about one year and ten months to start listening to Bishop Doug Hayward Mills. Pastor Gerard Mwebe came for season 21. And after preaching, he told me, Moses, this thing you're trying to do, there is a guy you need to listen to called Bishop Doug. So, Bishop Doug, okay. So he proceeded to send himself and send me some books of Bishop Doug, including loyalty and disloyalty. <clears throat> so, being a good friend of Pastor Gerard, I did not actually read the books at first. Uh, until he was coming back to preach and said, now I want to come and sell books. He said, yeah, definitely. We put up a table. I got out there. People were not buying. I'm the pastor, so I bought the stash. So now I had two. And then I, I, I still didn't read them. Somewhere along the way, I managed to read Loyalty and Disloyalty. I thought it was very interesting. It was also very different from how I knew how to do ministry. I came from the world of, it's for freedom that Christ did what? Set us free if you want. If you don't want, yeah. The book, I was like, I don't see how I can ever implement the things in this book in this church so that was John Apple June no September September a lady called Beatrice I, I eventually found out her name and her real person came here for transform and tried to sell me a Macarius I didn't have time so I told the person who was assisting me at the time to pick it and send her the money later. It was very cheap, only $100. That's the reason I bought it. $100, 60 books. I mean, are you tracking? Do you like stories? All my stories are true. <laughs> so now I have the collection from Pastor Gerard, my own, and yeah. Then I went to Nairobi in October for a meeting. I met maybe we were about 30, 40 people there. But I only managed to connect with two guys, only two. They are the ones whose numbers I took and followed them on Facebook. Then in December, of that same year. It sounds like so long ago, but I'm talking about 20, 2019. This lovely lady who had never met me sent me a Christmas gift of a Macarius. <laughs> you know, it's a mystery that God uses some of us. And those of you who are here and God is not using you, I don't even know what your problem is. But I think God can use someone like me. Think about it. If you have two Macarius, 
libraries. Those are sixty books each, plus two collections, which have not come to you because you went to find them. By that time, you should be thinking, I think God is saying something. <laughs> so I got my Christmas gift. Now I had two Macarius. January, I got to Nairobi again. I managed to, for another meeting, then I remembered my two friends. One is Dodwitz, one is uh, Jimmy Macharia. So I said, in the breaks of this program, I'll go visit those people. I didn't manage to reach Jimmy, but I managed to reach Dodwitz, went, visited him, nice ministry, and he was telling me, you need to meet a guy called Bishop Doug. I'm like, what? He's like, the reason we have this land and all of this is because of Bishop Doug. He's like, I went, a friend of mine took me to see him and I was there telling him about all the great things God was doing and he just looked at me and said, do you have land? I said, we don't. He said, go buy land afterwards. You come, we talk. That's his mentorship system. So now that's just, they have great land, great stuff happening. So I come back and lockdown happens and I have a lot of time and books that I've not been reading because I've been busy. You know, you can be busy doing the thing that doesn't work. If If you want to see busy people, try pastors. I'm not talking about you, you people. I know how you, all things work in your businesses. What, yeah. Hey, you're making so much progress. Unlike some of us. Um, I tell you so. I, since I'd read the red loyalty and this loyalty, I said, let me read this Macarius. Let me go for book one Transform Your Pastoral Ministry. So I read the book. I was like, eh, this is serious. This is around June. Lockdown has refused to end. You know, we first thought it was going to be two weeks. <laughs> so I read, I started reading others, mega church. What? And then in August is when Jimmy Macharia posts on his Facebook page the Give Thyself Holy Conference, and I clicked the link, and everything changed from that day. August 2019. 2020. August 2020. My God. Can you imagine God has been chasing you from January 2019 to August 2020? Don't die an unlived life. If God can use people like me, where it takes 20 months to finally get the horse to drink, and I started drinking, everything changed. Everything changed. This church, everything has multiplied four times. Four. Even the building projects from one to five. Five. <laughs> Last week, no, we've been buying these tiles, containers, and then they, they keep sending us these tax bills. The last one was 50 million. Like, 50 million, what's in that container? And you know you can't argue with those guys. Yeah, if they say 50 million, just pay. 
Otherwise, they'll say, oh, you want us to audit each other? Let's go into your books from 2000. <laughs> Are you blessed? Yes. The art of following. We've benefited a lot. Thank you so much. I wanted to tell a story in your presence so that you know that you've played a big, big part in, in what's happening now. Amen. We have right now 22 locations who are watching us. We send you greetings. And I have here a list of 92 hosting centers of which as of last Sunday, 79 were active. So we send you greetings, our beloved hosting centers. Those are Tambelina Primary School, Iganga, Mbale, Budaka. There is a big hosting center in Budaka. If you are from Budaka, something seems to be going on there. I just keep seeing the numbers going up. Uh, planted by Worship Harvest Mbale. So thank you, Pastor Duncan. Uh, Jogo, everywhere. On July 11th, on July 11th, I'm still doing the push and pull. So I, I can't guarantee certain things, but I can guarantee that we are going to plant not less than eight locations. Yeah. Yeah. What used to take years? What used to take years? One Sunday, eight, eight, eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight are going live in one Sunday, July 8th. So, that day you may even notice some people here, they'll be too excited going those ends to the opening locations. And last week we had 343 salvations in spite of it being rest months. Thank you so much for keeping the evangelism fire. Yeah. Yeah, people, even rest month, they are at it. Bugolobi led from the front with 77. Kungu, 70. Downtown, 31. They always in there somewhere. And here at Nadia, 32. You're taking your rest month. <laughs> so this is rest month. We only do garage and we chill. Uh, but there is a good thing going on in rest month which is growing deeper with Christ. Amen. Now, I have to sort of preach a message in spite of such a good morning. Sometimes I feel like that someone is just a, a disruption of the goodness happening. Alright, let me have my health assistants bring for me my, my equipment. Mmm. What key are you, sir? E. You have given your love, given your love for me, and you have wiped away my tears, washed away your fears with your love, given your love. Oh me, 
now I'm forever so grateful to you. is playing but he's also Jesus so he's going to stop now to come and become Jesus Luke chapter 10 I hope I have the right quotation this morning Luke chapter 10 tells a story and I want us to leave it out together and we are talking about rest we are talking about rest have you ever have you ever gone to bed and had such a good night's sleep that when you wake up in the morning, eh, there's even white stuff coming from the side of the mouth? Don't pretend. Don't pretend. You see, this is a problem brothers have. You, you fall in love with a girl with a makeup on. Hey. hey. You think the makeup is always there. After the good night's sleep, there's white stuff here, white stuff, and it depends on your sleeping style. Those who sleep looking upwards, it's all over. <laughs> some on this side, some on this side, some towards the nose, some on the chin. White stuff everywhere. Ah, you're feeling good. Hmm? Rested. You know nowadays in Kampala, sleep is on a premium. Yeah, people don't know how to sleep. Just on coffee the whole time. Hey. Now I want you to imagine that kind of restfulness. Eh? And the fact that what Jesus offers is even better. Better. My goodness. Ah. A friend of mine sent me a message that she has been just weeping since morning. Not the bad kind of weeping. You know that other weeping which washes the heart? Yes, ever since she arrived in this building in the morning, like. So there's a good thing happening here. Don't go with your heart in stone mode. So this is your message. This, this is your message. Jesus wants to love on you properly. And, and we, Jesus, you know, he doesn't care about the white stuff. It's only your husband who, yeah. You, you just let go. Ugh. Now, now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village. And a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her Welcome, welcome, Yeshua. Come in, come in. Bartholomew, Peter, Matthew, you're you welcome. Always moved. You're welcome. He always moved with some disciples. You're welcome. You're welcome. If be like Jesus, have a Yeah. Would you like something to eat? Mary. Hey. <laughs> Amen. Now, let's first pause the drum a bit and I, I, I bring something to life. 
My screen is blinking, but I rely on my one that doesn't blink. You see, Jesus was a real person eh? who had real friends, who, who used to eat meals at people's places. Sometimes when we think about Jesus, we think about this mythical figure in a white robe or hanging on the cross. And you know that not perceiving Jesus the way the gospel writers write about him can rob you of something in your journey of faith. Let me tell you what. Jesus is not a mythical figure. Jesus was a real person with a liver and kidneys. And needs. He needed friends. He needed food. He needed kabozi. You are not the first person to need kabozi. Where you just want, you know that useless kabozi around Wednesday evening there. When you just want to talk. Huh? That was Jesus. Now, the problem is, you look at yourself and all your needs and you think, Jesus is different. For me, I'm, no. The, everything in the Gospels is a possibility for you to live according to. Yeah, that's, what, that's the beauty of Jesus. That he came to show us that you can live heaven on earth. You can overcome challenges, sweating, smelling. Yeah. Can you imagine Jesus smelled? He would smell. Yeah. They didn't have Gucci back then. And even now with Gucci, some people have not. They want to be like Jesus in that way. So this is a real story happening real time. Jesus has come with his disciples and they turn into someone's home. I remember when I was in school in the village. Between the school and home, I would eat maybe two to three lunches without telling my mother, of course. Those things you're walking from school, then they say, eat that lie. They don't mean it. But being a child, I didn't know they didn't mean it. So I'll turn in. Eat some of that food. Say bye and continue. Then someone else, eat that <laughs> I was doing what Jesus does. Hey. You know, we have spoiled life with this city living. Too many boundary walls and gates. At least you use WhatsApp. Are you guys there? <laughs> so, so Jesus comes. He's here. Martha is busy, as you can see. Cumbered about with much serving. She's serving. Uh, what? Hey! Samosas. Jesus ate samosas. Yeah. 
So, <laughs> the Bible says, this master here, she had a sister called Mary, uh-huh, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. Wow. Wow, Mary. How many of you would love to have Mary for a sister? Shake him up. It's like we are hosting Jesus. This is not ordinary. Jesus. Eh? Do you remember when you had your Kwanjula at your home? Your introduction. Oh, Kuchala. Imagine Kuchala. And then people are busy. And then one of your sisters. <laughs> there is always one. People are washing dishes, people are cleaning, people are cooking, and, and where is she seated? In the tent with, 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 the, with the bako, talking to the. Hey! Hey! So we have a merry scenario going on right now. She's seated right there with Jesus. Wow! Some people. Do you have them in your location? In your mission or community? Hey! They just don't seem to be bothered by all the responsibilities. Yeah. They act irresponsibly. They are like, who grew them? Yeah. So, 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 this was Mary. You can see Mary. Wow. Hey. No. <laughs> she has even eaten the visitor's food. This is not happening. <laughs> Houston, we have a problem. We have a sister. <laughs> now, the Bible says, Martha <laughs> was distracted with much serving. Much serving. Yeah, you know when? Yeah. If you have one of those houses where the kitchen is not separated and you feel like the other person is not doing their part, the pans become a little louder. The pans become musical instruments. So, Jesus and Mary were not getting the memo. So Martha decided to use direct communication. She approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her to help me. 
Yeah, she seems to only hear you. Yeah, tell her. Tell her that we need to wash the dishes, cut the onions, split the tomatoes, whatever. So Martha was expecting help from the Lord because the Lord could see she was stressed out. But alas, Jesus keeps surprising us. Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, <laughs> you are worried and troubled about many things. The kids, the school fees, the rent, the rain. Some of you, you are here, you are even thinking, did I close my window? <laughs> Huh? <laughs> you worried and troubled about many what? Not a few, many things. That pending tax, that, you know, around June is when all the wrong emails from a certain body start coming to your inbox. Uh, some people know what I'm talking about. It's like there are many things. COVID, what? Says, but one thing is needed. How many things? One. What? One thing is needed. And guess who has chosen that good part? Mary has chosen that good part. And Jesus is very specific. Just in case you're left wondering what he thinks should happen. He goes on to say, it will not be taken away from her. Leave Mary alone. Now, thankfully we can also end our story our own way. The director decided that Martha figured out that the good thing which Mary has chosen, she can also choose it. Amen. You also can choose that good part. You can choose to sit at the feet of Jesus this rest month of June. Huh? Yes, yes, I know you have too much. Look, it doesn't matter how much work you do, there will always be more for the next day. That's why people go home after a certain number of hours. It's just that nowadays we work from home, so we don't have the wisdom to know when to stop working and to start living. But Jesus said there is a good part. There is a good path and you can choose it. Now, you can imagine how ridiculous it is 
for me to be the one preaching this message. In fact, I decided that for 11.15, Pastor Rocks will be the one to preach. He has come all the way from Mukono. Let's give her some welcome. Because I think she's more qualified to preach this message. The, the, like when, when you, if you took, take a survey of all the people who are close to me and say, Mose, Mary, Martha, they will say, Martha five times. <laughs> and they say, not even a single bit of Mary. No, 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 no. Martha. Hey. And you know, for many of us, you, we are a mix. There is a certain level of Martha and a certain level of Mary. So some of you are Maritha. <laughs> Maritha. Right. We, now we don't know whether you're Mary, now we don't know whether you're Martha. You're a mix. Some people, they will, they will, they will just say, no, that one is Martha, Martha. Don't, don't even. Others are Mary, others are Maritha. But... Mary has chosen that good part. There is a good part. When you see, recently I spent a number of days in bed. I, I learned that there is a good part. <laughs> that life goes on whether you are in bed or driving around like you, you, you rotate the earth on its axis. Life goes on. Mary has chosen that good part. Which is that good part? The word of God. When you decide to come to garage on Sunday, you've chosen the good part. Yeah. Yes. The people who stay and they're like, ah, this is when we do bicycle races, what, soccer games, shopping, what? Hey, nowadays, you know, even people don't fear God. Even all the races, the marathons, they put them on Sunday morning. That I, I'm telling you, that's why I don't participate. Oh, you'll never find me running the marathon on Sunday. I don't think I can't run. I used to do long distance running in school. That was my, hey, don't try me. Yeah, but I refuse uh, out of principle. You can't choose the Lord's Day to do your races. Yeah, out of principle, I don't. I don't even want to hear about it. Mary has chosen that good path. When you choose to sit at the feet of Jesus, to hear the word of God, it can seem like you're being idle, you're not pulling your weight, what? Don't unchoose it. Do not unchoose it. Because history will prove you right and prove them wrong. Now, do you know what happened when Lazarus died? Jesus came by again. Same household. As usual, Martha jumped up, went to find Jesus. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. 
hey, hey, hey. Jesus is like, I'm the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, even though he dies, will never die. Yes, yes, we know that in the latter day, wah, wah, wah. Martha, just Jesus, all that kept be, I think even Jesus felt like unbelief was coming at him. Now, here is what's funny. Martha found Jesus before he reached the home. Yeah, when she heard Jesus is coming. What, what? Jesus just kept walking. And then finally Mary comes out. Says, I think she's going to the tomb. She was going to Jesus. Says, Lord, you're welcome. Hmm? Where, where is that story? Then when Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Therefore, when Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came with, with her weeping, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. And he said, where have you? laid him. Lord, come and see. Then there's that famous verse. If it, they never fail to come up with a verse when, when they are doing memory verses. This one, don't forget John 11.35. Some people, they manage to even mess this one up. I kid you not, all my stories are true. Someone said, Christ cried. Next, next, see how he loved him. Uh-huh. You know what happened afterwards? Uh, Jesus said, take me to the tomb, and Jesus pulled out Lazarus. He did it for this Mary, who sat and listened to the word. Now, let's go to the next chapter actually it shows even a more vivid picture chapter 12 verse 1 to 3 yay are you, are you having a good time aren't these people wonderful now let's read together it says then six days before the Passover Jesus came to Bethany again where Lazarus was who had been dead whom he had raised from the dead it, it seems like this was a favorite house for Jesus to come to on his way to Jerusalem. It was just outside Jerusalem. It's like every time he came from Galilee, he, he knew where to find the best pies or something like that. Mary, Martha, and Lazarus' house. Next. Then, there they made him a supper. And Martha served. Wow. But Lazarus was one of those who sat at the table with him. Then Mary... Hmm. Who took a pound of very costly oil of spikenard, anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the fragrance of the oil. Now, I don't want to bore you with so many details, but it's interesting that in this context where you have a busy Martha and a seemingly idol Mary she has quite some money yeah. 
Let me try this side. You see, you think that your business is the one that's going to make you wealthy. You don't want to serve God. They say this, this. No, we are busy. We are busy. Where is the money? Look, where is the money? There is this, she just sits there. And other parts of the Bible say that this, this was a year's worth, a year's wages. She had perfume that costs your whole income stream, expected income for the whole year. Mary had it. You see, they never stopped to tell us what jobs they did. You people, it can be so bad when you're so busy and broke at the same time. <laughs> Get in the word. Get in the, you know, we were busy trying to grow this church. If you want to know busy people who want to serve God, it is us. Now the church was growing, but slowly. Then in the last, from August to now, now, how many months are those? September, October, November, December. I know some people can't count. About 10 months, yeah? In 10 months of, instead of being busy, we've been listening to the word. I listen to Bishop Doug every day, every day. Makane, pastors' conferences. Look, in 10 months, this church has gone from, I, I was just looking at last week's attendance. At this time last year, our attendance for last Sunday was 2,700 people across all locations. Now you can even laugh about it, but man, that was, a, we felt it was a momentous achievement at the time. And I just compared with last week, which was like 11,000. Fourteen years to reach 2,700. And ten months to go to 11,000. People in missional communities, we used to have about 2,500 people in missional communities who attending MC was like a, a problem. Like you have to use all sorts of carrot, stick, everything. You would only get about 1,200. Yeah, that's when we were doing so well when Pastor B3 had taken over with all her, yeah, like you will work it. 1,200 people, less than half. By the time, now we are in rest months, by the time we shut down, MC attendance was at like 6,000. 6,000 people. And the number of people in MCs has gone up from that 2,500 to, to 8,000. There's nothing we are doing differently. You see, 
You are a spiritual being, but you keep denying that fact. You think the activity will give you progress. You think progress is hinged on mob activity. Live at five, come back at 11, stay in the jam. What? No. You're looking at a living testimony. I am Mr. Activity. It did not work. I have seen what happens when instead of being too active, you prioritize the word of God. Listening to the word of God. Reading the word of God. Praying. You know this thing called praying? It's when you talk to God. And I have seen so much progress in 10 months. More progress in 10 months than in 15 years of activity. Mary has chosen that good part. You too can choose it. Let's close with Isaiah 40. We can, Jesus and your disciples, you can keep redistributing now as we go to Isaiah 40. Let's appreciate them. Yeah. Verse 28. Let's read together. Huh? Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, as if you're reading, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He, this is very important, he gives power to who? And to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. This verse is very popular and very misunderstood. Are you ready to understand it? You are going to understand it for the first time, some of you today. But those who wait on the what? Shall renew. This thing is not about physical strength. No. There is no evidence that when you pray, you become strong physically. He's talking about another kind of strength. The spirit of might I was talking about. You see, when Moses gets his rod and hits the Red Sea and it parts, it has nothing to do with the energy in his muscles. It has nothing to do with how hard must he hit the Red Sea. It's not a case of, if you hit it hard, the water will go like this. If you hit softly, they might, no, 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 no. My friend, you need to know that there is a, a world that you need to understand and cooperate in. He says they shall renew their strength. Not physical strength. Even that one, you renew it, but it's not the most important thing. He says they shall mount up with wings like eagles. You know, this one, we've sung it so many times. But can I tell you that unless you stop, you see, that's a problem with the Bible. If you don't stop to think about what you're reading, eh, you can just go over like this and think you have understood it. 
no human being is designed to fly like an eagle. Do you see, do you see that? So when he talks about mounting up with wings like eagles, what is he talking about? He's talking about flying. Now they are past a bit three, now she has attached angelic wings. You see, eh, eh, you know, we are not talking about what this, uh, these guys who have all sorts of gadgets. What are the movies? Marvel? Huh? Tony Stark. We are not talking Tony Stark stuff here. There is a place in the spirit eh? where you can operate. People look at you here just dressed in your jeans, what? That they don't know that spiritually there is a certain height. You know there are spiritual heights. Yeah, don't even be confused about it. There are spiritual heights. <laughs> That's why certain businesses or certain people or individuals or ministries cover certain distances on the earth, breadth-wise. It's all about the height. The higher you operate spiritually, the more ground you cover on the ground. So he's talking about mounting up with wings as he goes. What, what is he talking? Think about it. What is he talking about? He's not talking about getting into a chopper or uh, an aeroplane. No. These places where you determine the outcomes of certain things based on where you are operating from. He has made us sit together with him in the heavenly places in Christ. He talks about they shall run and not be weary. He's not talking about physical running. Look, if, especially if you're fasting, you try running and you see, you shall be weary. <laughs> but there, there is a certain place of operation where people can't explain. Your thing just keeps moving. Somehow all the customers come to your thing. Somehow all the people come to your MC and they don't want to leave. You have to almost threaten them with judgment for them to go and start another MC to bath. Am I talking? Yeah. These things are real. <laughs> Run and not grow weary. Walk and not faint. It's like you can see a person seated there on a chair, but in the spirit they are moving. They are impacting things that are far from where they are seated. Somehow they are seated there, but somehow a church is being opened in some town. Because of spiritual activity, they are seated, but they are running. There is a spirit of might that God is releasing today. Amen. It is yours. Amen. Let's conclude this service. No more shall you be 
just guessing. You're not, you know, you're not part of Guesswork International Ministries. No, you're not going to guess your way through the next financial year in the name of Jesus in your business. You shall not. You are way, way much higher for that kind of stuff. You predetermine the outcome before you start. That's what God wants to do for people. Amen. Let's pray. Why don't we stand together and just spend a few moments praying. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you for Mary has chosen that good path which shall not be taken away from her and that we can learn from her. That in the end, she's the only one who, can, who could discern that the Lord was going to be buried and needed that perfume because she was close enough to know, close enough to hear the heartbeat of Jesus. May we become the people who are close enough to Jesus to hear his heartbeat, his heartbeat for the nations, his heartbeat for the lost, his heartbeat for the poor, his heartbeat for the sick, his heartbeat for those who are suffering in this world, untold suffering of things that they don't seem to know what's going on. We present ourselves before you this morning, Lord, and say, may we, may we be those people. May we be those people who hear your word, who prioritize your word, who sit at the feet of Jesus. We cease useless activity in the name of Jesus. We will no longer just run around marking time. Every step we take means progress going forward. Not taking steps of just rotating around the mountain. Every step we take takes us to our promised land. So we bless you. We thank you. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. Even as we conclude this service, there are people who are watching us. There are people who maybe are in this room and you've never given your life to Jesus. So you need to choose that good path. Sit at the feet of... Let me tell you, God can make your life something. God can make your life something that you cannot do with your own strength. He can take you and propel you and you'll be amazed. So if you've never given your life to Jesus, right now, I want you to put your hand up wherever you are. Whether in this room or at a hosting center, just put it up. Right hand straight up. Maybe you're listening in radio, in a car, or wherever you are. If you're in here, upstairs, everywhere. I know this is like Sunday morning, raining. It's the radicals who came out, but we don't want to make assumptions. You might be here and you're like, I want Jesus. I want Jesus. Don't, don't go home without giving your life to Jesus. At all the hosting centers and all the locations, if you put your hand up, just pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you to find my rest in you. Take my life and do something with it that I can't do 
forgive my sins and give me a new beginning to live life purposefully to bring your glory amen if you pray that prayer I believe you are born again there is a number on your screen 0775-642-449 0775-642-449 if you are on radio that's the number 0775-642-449 text that number or call that number there is a pastor on the end of that number to connect you to this family and if you'd like to join a mission or community that's the same number we want to walk with you amen amen thanks so much for joining us this morning anyone feeling lighter this morning you feel like feel like victory is mine victory is mine yes so friends as pastor b3 declared earlier i see you healed i see you victorious i see you full of joy yes laughter in your house laughter is coming back to your house somebody there shall be laughter in your house all the grumpiness is going yes the joy of the lord is your strength supply i see supply for you the lord will command his goodness toward you whatever you need it shall manifest in the name of jesus the lord bless you the lord bless your bread and your water and take sickness far from you including covid and cancer and all the other things that scare people we are not a scared people we are a faithful people so god bless you friends may you see the goodness of god mightily 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 in this land of the living in jesus name amen and may the grace of our lord jesus christ and the love of god and the fellowship of the holy spirit be with us all and forever amen thanks so much for coming out today see you next sunday bright and early nine o'clock for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.